Welcome to Back Chat. My name is Jason Smith, and I'm joined as always with Pi Paul Ray. How's it going, Paul? Spectacular. So this is our unofficial first podcast of the season, seeing as we, you and I had a great, great chat last week. Uh, great, you know, covered everything, gave out some great statistics, was excited about the win, and I didn't hit record, so it doesn't exist. But... Um, <laughs> Just, just it, for, it exists in our memories. Yeah, it it lives on in my heart. So, uh, my apologies to the dozens and probably just a dozen fans out there. Um, <laughs> so, uh, for most of you out there, knows the first week, you know, we went down to L.A. to Los Dos, and uh, uh, we we put our heels to them. We we thoroughly thrashed them four to one Shane Malcolm becoming the first switchback in history to uh, get a hat trick in a game. And uh, we were feeling pretty good after that, weren't we? Yeah. Yeah. Flying high. Um, Very, very confident and, and excited for, for what the rest of the season might bring. Yeah. Um, Um, Seeing, seeing some things that we weren't used to seeing, like, the switchbacks dominating possession uh, in an away game uh, or dominating possession at all. Any game. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, there were a lot of bright spots. Um, uh, obviously not least of which being a first, first hat trick in the history of the franchise. Yep. Um, and, and some great team play from some of our new, uh, new switchbacks. Yeah. It was, uh, I think the only, not even a negative, but the question we came out of that was, are we this good or are they that bad? And, um, well, I think we may have got a slight clue to, to how that's going to turn out when we uh, came home for our home opener against the Sacramento Republic. Um, yeah, you know, I, it, it's, I don't even know where to begin on this. Um <laughs> We'll start off, you know, I mean, it, the Sacramento came in coming off of a tie with um, Salt Lake City Real Monarchs, um, which, you know, Sacramento is always considered a perennial contender. Um, you know, they won the USL Championship in 2014, the year before the switchbacks joined. So uh, anytime you face Sacramento, you know you're not going to get, you know, scrubs or, you know, uh, other teams um, third or fourth string players. So it's always going to be a challenge. And, um, you know, it, the, the weather was, uh, a bit of a question. We had the, the cyclone bomb or a bomb cyclone. I forget what the official hashtag yeah, yeah. was. Bomb, the, uh, bomb cyclone. Yeah. Um, which resulted in up to 97 miles an hour wind dumped a ton of snow, especially, uh, up where the stadium was. And, uh, uh, if you weren't there, um, there were some sections that were completely still buried in snow. Um, the field, I was on the field earlier in the day looking at it, and I, I was kind of worried because it looked very soft and, and mushy, and I was expecting it to be just a mud pit by halfway through the first period or first uh, half. But I actually think the field held up pretty good considering uh, everything that had happened. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, so, 
Sacramento came in uh, at uh, with one draw, and uh, we came in with our flying high, got our got our three points uh, on the road, and we're looking to get this season started right. And for much of the first half, with the exception of not scoring, I think we actually played pretty decent. Um, there was a lot of uh, a lot of movement, a lot of uh, uh, n- uh, a lot of possession. Uh, after the first half, I believe we were up on possession 64 to 36, which, again, is very unswitchback-like to dominate in possession like that. Uh, yeah. The, the only downside was there was no score that ended up happening. Um, yeah, and, and that was the thing, the the night and day difference between the, the game against L.A. and this game against Sacramento um, against LA, there was there was ambition to finish uh, finish the move, finish possession. Mm-hmm. Um, against Sacramento, the only time that we had more than two players in the box in an attacking move was on a corner. Yeah, if- I, literally, I've watched it back. We did not have more than two men in the box at any time except for corners. Yeah, and that's just you're not going to win. You're not going to win when you're some of your best uh, creativity is whipping in, uh, whipping in chances from, from crosses and there's nobody in there. You're like outnumbered yeah. 10 to yeah. two in the box. They've yeah. got everybody behind the ball and we had no ambition. None. Yeah. It seemed like they were looking for that perfect shot. The, the, um, they were the, the, the highlight reel. Whereas in NLA, they got the ball, they put it on net. It seemed like the, the mantra was uh, get the ball on net, something good will come out of it. And, you know, we had there, with this game, um, you know, I went back and watched as well. And the only thing that really, uh, I mean, it started out early. Uh, Sacramento had a really good scoring chance, like like in the first, th- I think it was the third minute, when, um, oh, God, Ch- Chantopoulos? Cherlumpos Chantopoulos. Um <laughs> Had a, uh, a free kick right outside the box that ended up um, just barely going off of Clint Irwin's fingertips. Um, the ref still gave us a goal kick, kick because you know USL refs. Um, <laughs> but but really, you know, I mean, we we seem to be dominating possession in this in in the middle third. Uh, it seemed to peter out when we got to the attacking third and. But most of Sacramento's only chances came on them pressing us in the first half and and, and capitalizing on our mistakes. Um, you know, there were some sketchy moments, and you know, really the only, I, again I watched the game too. The only real seem the real chance that I thought that we had was uh, when Jordan Burt crossed it across to uh, uh, Saeed Robinson, and uh, Saeed Robinson just headed it slightly off the far post. Um, was probably our best scoring chance there in the first half. Um, but beside all that, I think we went into halftime feeling pretty pretty okay about you know where we were. I mean, 0-0, we were controlling stuff. It looked like there were just a little bit of tweaks we needed to make. Was that your assessment? Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, I was, I was uh, a little bit surprised by the lack of attacking ambition. Um, I would think that coming off of 
watching your your fellow watching your teammate get a hat trick, you would be you know out for blood. You would be you would be uh, you know circling yeah. the boat as it as it were. Yeah, circling um, the wagons. <laughs> no, yeah. Instead, we were circling the wagons. We were playing defensive, and it drove me nuts. It it was. It was like someone else was in charge of the LA game, and then Trichu resumed control uh, at yeah. home and, and, and circled the wagons around the net, and nobody nobody go too far forward. Yeah, and, and I mean we gotta gotta mention you know Sacramento is a bit more robust than than LA was. Um, oh, definitely. They're, they're a much better team, and and. Um, but the good news is that that they went in. They've gone into the season with the expectation of being a high-scoring team, and uh, we basically held them. Well, we held them to zero goals there in the first half. So um, I know I personally thought things were good. Uh, you know, obviously it would have been loved to have been up, but uh, nil-nil at halftime. I was I, I was still feeling pretty good about things. Um, and then the second half happened. Um, apparently they were Sacramento came out and it was clear that their mission had changed to full on attack, um, out hustling us. Uh, it seemed like they were, they were the team that was used to playing at altitude, whereas we were the team that was kind of sucking wind there, uh, to begin. It seemed like we were always out of position. They were always one pass away from a breakaway. Um, and it was not pretty it was clear that there was a change in the the uh the tone of the game and while we made had the run of the play for the first 45 sacramento came out and really changed that uh changed the momentum yeah they really did and and they forced they forced a lot of mistakes out of our defenders um we had a, a lot of a few really poor giveaways um in dangerous areas um and you know Almost all of those led to some sort of, of opportunity, whether it actually led to a, a shot on goal or um, or led to a corner. We were we were not doing a good job of um, of mitigating the threat. Yeah. Um, and uh, one such one such situation led to a very unfortunate penalty being given. Yep, and uh... I. You can't you can't argue it. Watching it back, um, it was honestly a dangerous tackle, and I, I think the guy was lucky to to come out um, mostly unharmed. He was down for a little while there, but I think that was just his momentum carrying him into the advertising boards. Yeah, trying trying to get the red card. Uh, and what you're what, what you're talking about is the 54th minute, um, mm-hmm. in just just on the edge of the box uh, on the touchline. Jamal Jack went in pretty hard on Sam Warner, uh, and uh, while it wasn't exactly you know a, a, a both feet studs up, it was clearly an uncontrolled slide, unnecessary. The ball was was on its way out. Um, you know, my initial reaction was, as any Switchback fans was, what? What's that? You know, but after watching a couple times, I I, I got to say, the ref would even have been justified dishing out a red on that one. It, it, oh, it easily! Was, it, it was he, a. It was a. It was a, a almost a scissor kick. He yeah. Had the guys. The guys uh, planted foot between his legs uh, as he slid in. He could have broken the guy's ankle with his momentum moving forward. Yeah, and um, 
and dangerous play, you know, he could easily have gotten a red. I think Jamal got got off, uh, got off sort of easy with the yellow there. Yeah, yeah. Again, just unnecessary, unnecessary uh, going to ground like that when the ball was clearly heading out of out of bounds. So, uh, Sacramento's Cameron Oasa lined up against uh, Clint Irwin. Our, our uh, temporary goalkeeper we'll get into more of that in a little bit but he'd lined it up and just sent a nice little chip shot in and the visitors had the lead at zero one um you know from that point on we suddenly turned the clock back uh and it was 2017 all over again 2018 where the switchbacks were either lagging behind the, the play when sending the ball up or just launching the ball forward. Uh, the, there really didn't seem to be much urgency uh, in, in my mind. It seemed like we were down 0-1, to one, we put a little pressure on immediately after that, but, but at, at that point it seemed like either we were launching the ball forward, uh, there really was no build-up, or we were chasing Sacramento around as they held possession. Yeah, and chasing chasing is the is the right word. Um, and it was uh, basically it felt like it was over from there. Yeah. Um, there there did not seem to be any sort of spark um, to to sort of uh, light a fire under them and and get them back into it. Yeah. Uh, and not only that, but then we had some sort of questionable substitutions um yeah taking off some of your most creative players um for for more defensive players when you're already down uh just it the only time that makes sense is if you're subbing on you know your six foot five center back and you're instructing him that his only job is to get in the box and try to get his head on something yeah that was not not the case here we were we were removing creative attacking players and putting on defensive players and and that just when you're already down it just it sends the wrong message to your players um it sends the message that you know we're we're digging in and we're just going to try to not lose by more rather than try to get a point out of it or try to even get a comeback win well and, and the first substitute uh, it was, was taking off uh the the rapids loney uh kofi pair in the 67th minute to me that wasn't all that surprising seeing as he's really just was just here in the game for a rehab assignment to try to get him back in game shape to go back up to commerce city um, and, and that's kind of, I mean, it, it makes sense in, in that, you know, I assume that's what the plan that they wanted to, to, the Rapids wanted to gradually bring him in and the switchbacks provided that opportunity. Um, you know, Chris Reeves come, came in, who, who's probably going to be our normal starter. Um, but on the switchback side, you know, we, we, we had good play from him. Uh, but once he was, I mean, we used a sub. We used a, 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 a sub that if we weren't rehabbing another team's player, we would have been able to have in our back pocket to make perhaps a more meaningful sub uh, further on down. Um, yeah, and, and, and the we, we took out, um, in the 74th minute, we took out uh, Alex Milano, who... Yes. In all honesty, was the only creative spark uh, that entire game. 
and we took him in and, and uh, brought in Yarrow. Yeah. Uh, and that that is the one, I think, that just frustrated me. I, I felt like it sent the wrong message. Um, well, it, obviously, it, again, he's a lone player. They might be extenuating circumstances, but I, I felt like he was, if there was a chance for a comeback, that he would no doubt be involved. Yeah. Well, I mean, to me, he was uh, really the... the he was the the engine that was making things go, and and while he did have a couple uh, misadventures at some points, you know, where his passes were too short, passes were too long, um, he definitely was one of the most active players we had. And um, you know, when I first saw that he was going off, I was watching on television. My thought was, is he injured? Um, is there something wrong with him? Uh, and he looked pretty unhappy coming off too. It didn't look like this was a uh, he was expecting it, and, and the final sub, uh, which was just kind of the the icing on the cake, was when they pulled off uh, Saeed Robinson in 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 the 89th minute. And to me, that one did not make any sense at all. Um, Saeed, while he didn't exactly have a great game, it looked like his speed was starting to create opportunities uh, the problem that we were having is that you know uh, sacramento was quite content just to push us push the attack out to the outside and drop in seven other guys in the middle and, and invite us to, to cross it in um but there's points where saeed's speed was really starting to to show and it seemed like just as that started happening um he got pulled off for uh for matt hundley who is is an 18-year-old loney from uh, from the Rapids Academy um, and uh, listed as a midfielder. Uh, so I, I I'm with you. I, I I almost think it was it was a callback to the past couple of years when sometimes when it seemed like Trichu had that feeling of well I can't take the subs with me. I better make them while I have them um, without any real thought as to the purpose or the point behind them. Yeah, and that I, it would have even it, it would have even been okay from my standpoint if the players replaced had looked like they were they were a liability, like they either they were on a yellow card or they looked tired, looked like they were getting beat up. But it was the opposite with Saeed. Saeed was finally getting the edge on uh, on getting around some guys and then take him off. Yeah, and. and- and not only just take him off, but take him off essentially at the very end of the game when, when uh, you know, we have – it was in the 89th minute and, and they had announced four minutes of extra time. I, I can't imagine why you would want to go ahead and pull Hobahem off and and bring in a uh, – bring in someone that just doesn't have the same type of attacking, uh, attacking uh, mentality. Uh, so the only reason I could think the case of Saeed was hurt, and that didn't appear to be the case. It looked like he was just finally uh, growing into the game, uh, late as it may have been, but it was finally starting to happen. And uh, yeah, I, I, it was it was not not thrilled about it at all. And really, the only true opportunity we were, I thought I thought we really had was in injury time when. Um, 
Shane Malcolm did find Matt Hunley uh, open in the box, but it, the shot was uh, blocked. But I couldn't tell if it was blocked by the defender or the the Sacramento keeper, but it was blocked nonetheless. And uh, another one was was a Mike Seth who kind of took a ricochet in his midsection and it trickled harmlessly out of bounds. But aside from those, um, I don't think we were we were close to sniffing the goal in the second half at all. No, not 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 really. Uh, it was it was sort of a sad state of affairs, and that that combined with the uh, the chilly weather um, saw some people uh, leaving early, which yeah. is never uh, never a positive sign yeah. um, when people uh, aren't excited enough about what's happening on the pitch that leaving early becomes more important. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, that's that's going to be a reality. I think that the team needs to realize for these early season games is that, uh, you know, March is March is the snowiest month of the year for Colorado, and um, it seemed like they are completely unprepared to how to deal with snow and the possibility of fans coming in. You know, not coming in in the numbers that we get in June, July, um, mainly because people are still digging out from snow um i think there's still even people out in black forest who haven't had their electricity turned on yet so yeah um well and and uh to add to that something that actually that our uh, our associate mark turner mentioned is that the mind-blowing just absolute mind-boggling fact that there was not a single uh vendor for like a warm beverage in the entire stadium Huh. When it was 30 degrees out, no hot chocolate, nothing, no, no sort of uh, warm beverages for the people freezing their tails off, sitting on the wet bleachers to watch your team. Um, and in in a in a place where winter is a thing, that seems like a, kind of a misplay. Yeah, <laughs> and even if it's a last second decision, I mean, it's not hard to run to Costco and buy, you know, a, a half a crate's worth of of Swiss Miss. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, I wasn't aware of that, and the thought of that just, I i think back to when I was a kid, I mean, even the most basic little, you know, peewee football uh, fields had hot chocolate and coffee available yeah. Yeah. On, on snow days, and um, I no, mean... not not at Widener Field in March. Yeah, oh boy. So, um... Thoughts about heading out of the game... You know, we 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 lost a game that we said that that we I'm not saying we should have won, but easily could have gotten some points out of. And um, you know, if at if at the end of the season we're going to be in a in the playoff hunt, I think this will be one of the first games that we look at and say this was just a, a we we really pissed this opportunity away. I mean, this was a a time when when we had all the elements which we should be taking advantage of the cold, the elevation, the spongy field stuff that Sacramento, uh, you know, they don't play in, in that type of weather half the time. So we, we should have an advantage to that. And I, I think we, it just feels like we squandered it. Um, yeah, th- this is, this is definitely a game that looking back, we will, we will be saying those, those were points dropped, uh, that, those points were ours to lose, and and we 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 lost them. We pissed them away. Yeah. Um, any any time that a that a game is decided by a penalty sucks bad enough. But when it 
a one nil loss is decided by a penalty. Well, you know, it was it was in your hands. It was in your hands. You had the opportunity to at least take a point from it, um, especially from a team that, in all likelihood, will be towards the top of the table come playoff calculations. Uh, it, it's it's a big miss. Yeah, and, and I mean, even you know, looking straight matchup to matchup. Um, you, we say it a lot, but I think that this really hammered it home for me. Trichu was was out coached in the second half. I think Elliot, the the, the head coach for Sacramento, he, Elliot, he uh, they went in there, they changed their game plan and adjusted to what we had. And I think when we came out, we thought we're going to do the same thing in the first half, but be a little more aggressive in the attacking third. Um, I think I I think just flat out out coached in the second half because it was it, it was it was a tale of two halves and, and even though the score was fairly was low um there there was goals available to the switchbacks with how the first half went so um going over the stats here uh, we finished the game with with uh, just uh, with 61.9 percent of the possession. So even with the second half, when it seemed like we couldn't uh, get any get get a foot on the ball, we still dominated. Um, shots. Uh, let me pull that up here real quick. Uh, you know, shots on goal. They had more than us. We only had two shots on goal. Uh, shots in general. We, be, we were up 14 to 13. Uh, so, I mean, clearly we weren't taking quality shots, which I know I have said that phrase at least 20 times for the past three seasons, two seasons at least. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I don't know. Um, after the game, um, you know, we're, we're sitting down. Um, you know, I get the press releases, which typically have quotes and stuff. And, and there was, there was one thing, one quote I wanted to bring up that I thought was really kind of telling, um, coach Chichu, uh, giving his thoughts on the game. This is a quote from him quote, uh, the first half we had it, we were going forward and breaking through the lines and getting into good spots, but the final product just wasn't there. The first part of the second half, we just let our foot off the gas a little bit, and they started taking the game over. After going down, we started creating more chances and getting guys forward. We just have to keep keep on it and keep getting better, end quote. So my thought is, you know, he, he clearly saw what we saw. Um, we may have had people getting forward, but we didn't have the ball getting forward with them. So it doesn't matter if we have you know people running around in the defense if uh, the majority of the team is still sitting back in the defensive third. Um, the part that caught me was he was asked about the penalty kick, um, and what his thoughts were on it. Uh, he said, quote, Sacramento is the top team. We just got to keep working on our game. Uh, again, coach talk there. Um, there's competitions for spots and that's what we need. If mistakes like that are happening, then I have someone else I could put in. There will be some decisions to be made next week, and we'll see, we'll see who steps up and play. End quote. So, so Jamal Jack could be uh, looking at the bench. Well, and, and th- my thought when reading that was, this is a common thing from Trichu after every loss is to 
basically make make a quote to the press that threatening someone's position and we have people that we could put in there to replace that person and this you know we've got competition at every position and i'm just gonna have to call bullshit on this one um <laughs> because one jamal jack is one of our best defenders if, if not the, the best defender we have back there right now easily and there is no chance in hell that he's going to be benched um and while it was a mistake, uh, you know that that's that's a mistake that can be corrected. That's a that's a mental mistake. That's you know controlling your play, controlling your body, whatever. Um, the fact that he's playing this card in the second game of the season, again, I'm going to call bullshit on you, Trichu, because if there is real competition still happening. What is, I mean, you've been playing games since the beginning of February. We're six months into when this team had its first practice. Um, you should have an idea of who should be back there and who's not. At that point, when that happened, you had the chance, you had three subs in your pocket, and if you felt that his play was that unacceptable, you had a chance to pull him out, and you did not. And finally, bullshit that we have people who can step in and play. We barely made. 17 or I'm sorry 16 players to LA we barely made you know having a a not even full bench when we travel we had to take a 17 year old academy backup goalkeeper we had to take an 18 year old academy player from the Rapids just so we could have five people on the bench we, and and an injured player and, and an, an injured player. and an injured player who who had publicly said was not going to play that game we we don't have you don't have depth to be making empty threats and and you know i mean we can at the season ticket party season ticket member party uh me sitting there at the trail trailheads table making small talk with everyone at least five people came up to me and said why is our roster so thin when are they going to announce some of these switchbacks or these rapids players coming down and it's a valid point. You look at it, and, and I think there was only like 12 people on the roster on the sheet that the team handed out. Um, we are low on numbers. I, and one, you, Trichu, you lose credibility with your players and the fans when you make threats that we all know are empty and unenforceable. Um, if we were rolling with a 30-man roster... And you had your choice to pick, uh, you know, to, to bench someone. I may give you a wink and nod and say, yeah, I, I could see that happening for one game to get him his mind right. But when we have, we barely have enough players on the roster to fully complete three subs on the road. Um, yeah, I mean, you're going to have to find another way to motivate your dudes, man. Um so that that was my takeaway. That was that's a quote that that stood out for me. Um, I don't know. That's my rant. What do you think? You know, I uh, I was that was spicy. That was spicy. I like that. Um, I, yeah, <laughs> I, I have to agree. I have to agree. Um, like uh, on the surface, it sounds it sounds great. It sounds like yeah, he's he's going to take action to to make the team better. But when you take 
half a second to think about it and think about the roster situation. Um, it, it's a threat he can't even afford to make. Uh, yeah, we may have we may have some cover at center back right now, but I guarantee you, if you drop Jamal Jack for anybody we have on the bench, you're you can you can chalk up the next three lost points to that decision. Yeah. And, you know, I, I am all for accountability. Um, in fact, I think accountability is something that's been missing on this team for a while now, uh, whether that's players holding each other accountable or the, the, uh, the, the coaching staff holding the players accountable or ownership holding the coaching staff accountable. Um, I think in the big picture, the affiliation with the Rapids, having um, – Brian Crookham come in as general manager is a step in getting that accountability. Um, great moves, but with the with, with the affiliation with the Rapids, I think we were all expecting to have a more robust roster with greater depth to be able to make so so. When Trichu makes these threats to bench someone and publicly not call out, but I mean, come on, we're talking about the only penalty kick in the game. Um, to to call out a player to the press and and be able to have teeth to it, you've got you've got to have some way to hold them accountable, and that's just not gonna that's just not gonna happen. So why even make the threat? And, and sadly, this like I say, this is this is a th- this is the type of threat that happens every game that we've lost, going back to time immemorial <laughs> to the very first season. Um, so yeah, and, and the the thing that makes it even more empty to me is that it seemed it seemed very much that our loss was not directly tied to to the penalty. Uh, obviously, losing one nil with the penalty, obviously it's tied. But we, the amount of control we had in that game, we should have been able to win, yeah. and and didn't even ever look a threat to win. Yeah. Um, and that falls on the coaches' tactics, the coaches' decisions. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I, have, I have to believe that the that having only ever two guys in the box was not a player decision. That was that was Trichu playing defensive, basically saying, "I don't want to get beat big." Yeah, and rather what, than I want to win. And even even going back like, going back to the penalty kick. One of the reasons that Jamal Jack was was going so aggressively towards that ball is because he was covering uh, uh, Ish Jome. He was covering Jome because Jome went up uh, uh, pressing on, as a wingback, and when he went up, no one really came back to 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 protect that spot that was open. And there was a quick turnaround, and Jamal Jack found himself in the position of sprinting as fast as he could from the position to make sure that that that. Uh, the, the Sacramento player got to the ball. I mean, it's, so it's not just his decision to go to the ground and utterly destroy the guy, <laughs> the Sacramento guy. He was running over there to cover uh, an empty position that was left open because no one fell back when Joan pushed forward. Yeah, absolutely. So, <sighs> moving on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, I briefly mentioned our, our, our goalkeeper situation. Uh, Clint Irwin came down, uh, which if you had told me in the preseason that Clint Irwin was going to start our home game, I would have told you that you were on crack and to share some of it. Um, Clint Irwin, <laughs> Clint Irwin uh, you know, Rabbits fans are familiar with Clint Irwin. You know, he was he was a stellar goalkeeper. Um, I believe he was all he he made the MLS All Star team uh, right when the team announced that they were acquiring Tim Howard, and he begrudgingly, you know, was was sent off to I think uh, I want to say Toronto, but I may be wrong. I know a Canadian team, but him coming back the year that Tim Howard is was retiring for the Rapids, a 40 year old Tim Howard, was kind of a way of saying, you know, Clint Irwin going to be our goalkeeper, you know, there's going to be a transition between the the national team's legend, Tim Howard, with back with the, the guy who kind of came into his own as a pro, Clint Irwin. Um, so I would never expect Clint Irwin to be called down. He got injured in, a pre, in the preseason uh, in an Uber accident. Uh, not an accident that was like super Uber, but the Uber car company accident. Um and this was also a rehab assignment for him. Um, part of that was when they announced that Clint Irwin and uh, uh, Kofi O'Pair were coming down, uh, the Rapids recalled Andre Rawls. Now, Andre Rawls was what I, who I assumed was going to be on our roster the entire season. One of the mythical four you know, players that we were going to have. Um, and Rawls looked pretty good in our, our first game against against Los Angeles. Uh, yeah. Stuart Seus is literally the only keeper that we have that's our keeper, that's not loaned to us from the Rapids. And he's nursing back an, a, an injury he acquired in the preseason. Um, so even looking at if Seus was fully healed, right now, depth-wise, we have, we have him... And we have a an 18-year-old uh, Abraham Rodriguez, Abraham Rodriguez, uh, who I'm sorry is 16 years old. Uh, he was born in, two, in uh, 2002. So we got a an academy player from the Rapids, uh, 16 years old. Uh, so I mean, looking at his stats, he's five foot nine, 100, five foot nine. I mean, we're we're talking Dan Jackson height there. Um, so, and he is right now, uh, the, he, he, he's the, he's the safety net we have in goal, really. If, if, if Clint Irwin, who is working back out of injury, got injured, uh, Rodriguez would be in. And, um, I'd love to say, you know, what his potential is or any of that, but he doesn't exist in any play film that I could find online. Um. In fact, just finding out who he was uh, was very difficult to track down. Um, right now, he's been playing with both the under-17 and the under-19 uh, academy teams for the Rapids. Um, so, so goalkeeper-wise, we have Stuart Seus, who's again nursing an injury. We have a 16-year-old Loney, and 
the Rapids situation is a 40-year-old Tim Howard who is prone to injury. I don't think has played an entire season since coming back, since coming to the States to play for the Rapids. He hasn't finished a, a, a full complement of games because of, of injuries. So Clint Irwin's going to get his time in with the Rapids. And if Tim Howard's out with the Rapids and you got Clint Irwin, that means more than likely Rodriguez is going to be pulled up to the to the Rapids bench, or they're going to sign another goalkeeper. It concerns me that we only have one goalkeeper under contract. And I don't know if it's just because, you know, I'm, I'm a goalkeeper guy. I watch it really closely. Um, but it's, it's scare, it scares me. You know, we're, we're kind of uh, in, in that area where we, we are just one um, ankle twist away from um, having someone who's young enough to be my son play. <laughs> um, I don't know. It, it, it's, it, that, that's a concern to me. I, I mean, yeah. Thoughts? Yeah. Thoughts? <laughs> I mean, it's... Am, am I wrong? Uh, you're, you're not wrong. I, and I also, it, it's crazy to be thinking that you know, just uh, last season, we had we had two guys who probably could have been starting uh, as far as their quality, as long as they they kept their form up. Um, and now, now we're struggling to even see who our starting guy is right now because <laughs> the situation is so is so mired. Yeah, uh, it, it's really. It's really interesting, uh, and and kind of makes you wonder, um, you know, why why more wasn't done to try to keep uh, Moise Puate. Yeah. I it, it's hard to it's hard to say, but um, yeah, it's it's not a it's obviously not ideal uh, well, the situation and, that we find ourselves in. Yeah, I mean, Puati leaving, I think, was probably not that surprising. I mean, he came to the switchbacks from Cameroon to really get playing time to prepare him for... You know, he's the heir apparent to be the starter for the Cameroon national team. That's kind of how he came here and really regressed, I, I would say, in the two years that he was here. So it's it's not a surprise that he moved on from the team. Um, you know, I, I hate to bring this up, but, you know, David Agoric has said on social media in public that he asked to return this season. And Trichu and the staff basically said... No, thank you. And I can understand. I, I can understand if we had if we were swimming in keepers, but right now we're 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 not swimming. We're drowning. And and even having a a year removed from the game, Dave Lagoric, who knows how the team is run, you know, who's familiar with the team, has a history here, even in a backup role to Seyus or to push Seyus or a competition has got to be better than what we're looking at now. Absolutely. And I, uh, I, I must've, I must've missed that. Um, Cause I do, I do follow Dave Law on, on social media, but that that's, I mean, that that's gift, gift wrapping a, a USL keeper. Like, Come on, why, why yeah. in the world would you say no to one of the most experienced guys in the league? Yeah, uh, even even a, a year removed from the game, he's got to be better than 
two injured guys and a and a 16 year old yeah i mean even if it's a case of hey you're coming in you're the backup you know you're going to be playing for the minimum if you want to earn your way back into the good graces you know this is how you do it and to not to, to not even really do that is is short-sighted uh, to say the least but um so yeah, that's kind of where we stand right now with the goalkeeper situation, and, and honestly, our our player situation, our bench, is, is almost in the same same shape. Um, you know, we have Hundley, who has been getting minutes. Who's an 18 year old, uh, 18 year old player. We had one of the 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 one of our supposed uh, supposed you know. Uh, the magical four that we we're going to have all season long. He was recalled before the, our first game. Um, can't even think of his name right now. Um, but so, so far the, the, the loan situation from the, the affiliation with the Rapids doesn't seem to be really helping us out at this point. Um, it was awesome to see Clint Irwin, uh, playing, you know, uh, you know, on the field, on, Saturday, you know, uh, we had the most MLS experience uh, on, on in the black and blue than than we have in the entire five-year history, probably in the entire five-year history combined. Um, but yeah. we we still managed to lose. So I don't. Yeah, it, it's kind of a you know, you, what should we be doing more with the Rapids? Do you think? I mean, is this a, a case of the Rapids kind of hoarding their players until they figure out where they're going? Is this a case of Trichu being too picky with what we get? Um, I I don't think he's being picky enough. <laughs> I think yeah. I I think he should be, and uh, and I also think, especially with how slim our roster is right now, um, he I I think he needs to be more demanding. Yeah. Um, we're we're so thin. I mean, God forbid, one of our forwards gets hurt or something like that. Yeah. What situation do we find ourselves in there? Yeah. We we don't have, we've got nothing for depth. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think I think that we, honestly, if this relationship with the Rapids is is going to work, this this season should be a test for it, um, because of how slim our. Uh, our depth is. Yeah. Well, and that's a great segue into what I was going into next. Going into the next game, uh, immediately after Saturday night's game, the uh, um, the switchbacks announced that we had acquired from uh, on loan from from uh, Honduras uh, from FC uh, Motegua. Uh, Cesar Romero, a, uh, a young forward who looks actually pretty decent. Uh, Annie was able to dig up, Annie Kaufman was able to dig up some, some YouTube clips of him playing. Uh, he's on the Honduran, uh, US 20 World Cup and, um, looks to be a, a possible threat, uh, on, on the downside is that he is going to be joining the Honduras Under-20 World Cup team in May for their World Cup in Poland. So he'll be coming with us. He'll have probably the rest of March, uh, most of April, and then he'll be gone probably until uh, the end of May, beginning of June. So 
you know that that, that that's that's good. Uh, he's 20 years old. Uh, the team uh, FC FC Matagua. Um, I, I, I knew how to pronounce it. I don't have my sheet with me. Matagua. <laughs> they they have won their their the Honduras Premier League for the past five seasons. So he definitely comes from a program that's got a winning attitude. Um, so I'm pretty excited to to see it um, to see him come. Uh, but aside from that, that's that, I don't see any other roster moves um, in the announcement. about with Clint Irwin and uh, Kofi Appere was said that they would be returning to the Rapids immediately following this game. Um, Andre Rawls has been recalled, so right now we we have Stuart Seyus who is injured and uh, Rodriguez who is a high schooler um, and you know we have we have a, a new we've got uh, uh, Cesar Romero C- Ugh, I can't talk Cesar Romero coming in and uh, aside from that you know it's it's kind of like most of the players that we have are players that we've actually signed switchbacks wise uh, uh, you know Crookham may have went out and found them, but it's not like we're getting them from the Rapids. Yeah. So, moving on. Um, yeah, looking looking towards the uh, the next game. Next game against uh, San Antonio. Uh, yep, and San Antonio. Uh, as much as we like to complain about how the switchbacks have been doing, uh, they they haven't had a good time either. They're. Uh, Two games so far has been a 3-3 draw with Phoenix, and they lost uh, 1-3 at home, I believe, against the Portland Timbers 2. And, I mean, I'm still a mindset that if you lose to a team that has the letter 2 in their name at home, it is a bit of an extra sting to it. Um, but they were a team that, that some people were expecting that... Uh, to sneak into the to the playoffs, and they have have not looked great at all. And they're coming to uh, up to Widener this weekend. And I, aside from from random clips I've been watching from uh, the USL website uh, and USL Twitter followers being disappointed in how they're playing, I don't really know where they stand. I mean, have you seen anything from them? Um, the, what I have seen from them is, uh, their roster. Um, and they, they have a lot of returning players. They didn't lose a lot of people in the off season. They've got guys who, um, are well known for, uh, for their performance. Guys like Billy Forbes, um, is a name that should be very mm-hmm. familiar to, uh, I don't know what their what the holdup is. I don't know whether they just they weren't uh, they weren't up to match fitness yet. I, I don't know what kind of preseason they had. Uh, whether they performed well in preseason, um, but they're just because that they've had a, a rough start doesn't mean that we can go to sleep on them. Um, it, those they've got players that can make us pay if we. Uh, if we don't take them seriously. Yeah. And, and, and I'm not going to say in the third game of the season that this is a must win game um, because that's, that's ridiculous. So just way too hyperbolic, but 
I would say this is a must-not-lose game uh, if we're going to see how we shake out as the season goes. Uh, you know, we, we have... We have this advantage here at home. The elevation, the weather. Um, I'd like to see us really take advantage of it. And I think I, I, the, the the possession game that we've been playing uh, has been better than it has in seasons past. And I think having a team chase the ball uh, on our in our stadium at this elevation um, is, a, is a winning thought. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I can't. I, I, I am so frustrated with this weekend's game and the idea that we dropped a home game that if we're to regain some of that swagger and confidence that we picked up after Los Dos, I think we need to have a positive result against San Antonio. Yeah, and, and I... Well, I also agree that it, it's sort of ridiculous to call something must win this early in the season. I am going to go ahead and call it must win because cool. of one because of one thing. Our it, the the past three seasons, our home record has been abysmal. Yeah, uh, and it, it it you touched on it with the the environmental factors of our of our home stadium alone should be giving us a tremendous advantage. Um, we need to take, especially uh, against teams who are in our conference and who we expect to be fighting for playoff spots, we need to take points from them when we have the advantages. We can't be relying on on uh, going in and smash and grab win in their stadium. Yeah. Um, and I, I just I think that it is an absolute must that we set that pattern early. Um, if we're if we're only winning fifty percent of our games at home, we're doing something wrong, and we can't really we can't really expect to make the playoffs. Yeah, it's it's no longer Fortress Sand Creek. I think now it's just sort of, uh, you know, haunted, abandoned building Sand Creek, <laughs> and not even haunted or cursed. It's just you know, it'd be a nice fix me up if someone came along and decided to actually do something with it. So. <laughs> Um, Fortress sandbags. Yeah. Uh. yeah. <laughs> um, looking at the you uh, looking at the Western Conference as a whole. Um, I got as as a, as a closet Okie, as someone who is who is uh, born and spent some years in in the Sooner State. I, I do kind of have to say it's it's kind of weird saying Oklahoma City Energy and uh, Tulsa Roughnecks being one and two in the Western Conference. Um, it's a little less dramatic when you realize that to get into the top 10 uh, of the Western Conference, you had to just have won one game. Um, <laughs> basically, every team that's won a game right now is in the top 10 uh, in our in our conference. Um, New Mexico United and Phoenix played in the first game of the Four Corners Cup. Um, I saw that mentioned in a couple places. They, they, they played to a... Uh, 3-3 draw, which um, I haven't watched it yet, but I hear it was actually a really good game. Um, but New Mexico is sitting at zero, or I'm sorry, at two draws, uh, sitting in the 11th position right behind Phoenix, which has two draws. So, um, 
we're not at the point yet where we're starting to uh, kick our way through with with the, with the uh, Four Corners Cup, but uh, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. New Mexico, you know, has had that huge home field advantage, uh, looking a lot kind of like uh, how Sacramento used to look or how uh, uh, FC Cincinnati looks when you've got crowds upward of 10K. I mean, that's always exciting as a fan, and I'm sure it's exciting for the players to go check that out. Um, but yeah, we're here early in the season. We're 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 uh, two down and 32 to go. And if you really want to look at the big picture, you know, uh, we win every game. We're going to make the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's about all I can say. Uh, in this league, if we win, if we win half, we might make the playoffs. But, yeah, uh, we need to we need to start by winning the games. That are supposed to be the easy ones. We need to we need to win at home, and we need to establish that early. Yeah, um, we cannot be losing at home. So, big big uh, ramifications for for uh, where we are for for this weekend's game in San Antonio. Um, I'm sure tickets are on sale. Hope the weather looks to be halfway decent as of right now. Um, but if you live in Colorado, you know that can change in the next 15 minutes looks like sa- saturday kickoff i'm scrolling on my my ipad but where was it where was it uh kickoff six o'clock is going to be 55 degrees uh end of game should be in the mid 40s so should be a little not as freezing as uh it was this weekend doesn't look like we're going to get any precipitation this week so hopefully um the snow will have cleared away by then and uh, we can get some fans in the stadium and get the boys of blue. Uh, hopefully they can give us something to cheer about. Um, and I think that's about it that we covered. Do you think anything that uh, we missed? Nothing I can think of. Awesome. Well, uh, we were back chat covering the Colorado Springs switchbacks and, uh, part of the beautiful game network. You can see them at bgn.fm. Uh, we have our page on there with links to all, uh, uh to links to our podcasts, no matter what, um, service you like, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, Apple, I can't, I mispronounced Apple. What's wrong with me? Um, but, uh, we're pretty, we're, wherever you get your podcasts, we're going to be there. So, uh, We will talk to you next week and uh, go switchbacks. Uh, For Back Chat, I'm Jason Smith. I'm Paul Ray. We'll see you at the stadium this weekend. Bye.